Hey, dude. How's it going? There is nothing to talk about unless we really Oh, no, really that's wanna... not true. What? That's not true at all. Really? Anthony, the debate has been settled. Uh-oh. We've discovered who the best duo in the NBA is, and it's LeBron and Anthony Davis because they have the highest combined 2K rating. So, again, as the NBA 2K account tweeted, debate settled. There is oh. no more debating best duo in the NBA. It's over. Anytime somebody tweets at you and they're like, hey, LeBron, like Paul George or Kawhi is better. Nope, you just show them that NBA 2K. <laughs> debate settled. What happens when those ratings refresh? Doesn't matter. Debate was still settled. It was settled in the off season of 2019. It was settled in mid-July. The GOAT debate is over. It's LeBron and Anthony Davis in tandem. All right. Well, then we, we can just skip right over the summer then. We don't even honestly have to do this show anymore. Cool. All right. We'll talk to you guys uh, in October. All right. See you there. Hey, Harrison, it's way too loud in here. (laughs) Anthony, you need to apologize to everyone for last week. I received multiple complaints, and I promise, let me just assure everyone, we are not going to bring in the audio that hot again. I promise. Your speakers are going to be okay. No. I mean, by now, the the audio has already faded down. But, but yeah, I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, In fairness, I was being hustled off by Harrison and Christian so that we could go eat at an Applebee's in Vegas. Like one of the food capitals of the world. We had to go eat at an Applebee's. To be fair, I mostly blame Christian for that, and I was just trying to be agreeable. It was just... Terrible, terrible decision. That's why you we suggested it. No, I said it out of jest. I was in complete I jest. Could, I, that was not obviously a joke to me. I just thought that you guys were really big Applebee's stands. <laughs> no, that food was terrible. Was I, hope okay. App- I hope Applebee's isn't a sponsor. <laughs> that would be funny. Well, coming up next, an ad for Applebee's, our <laughs> favorite restaurant. It's a- yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's Applebee's. Where, like, midlife crises happen. Um, Applebee, where we ate in Vegas one time. <laughs> we should just keep coming up with slogans. That's going to be today's show. Applebee's. Why? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That, that isn't actually going to be the, the entire foundation of today's show, of today's episode of The Lake Show here on the Silver Screen and Roll podcast feed or channel or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Wait, was this not the cold open? Did you just... No, we did a cold oh, open. Oh, I definitely thought it was... I kept waiting for you to cut it. No. And, okay, all right. Well, we're off to a great start for today's show. <laughs> no, that was... We are... We. I told you when we were recording the cold open. Anyway, uh, cold open and intro behind us, clunky as they might have been. <laughs> we, today... That was our worst ones ever. <laughs> Today's show, we're going to talk. So the Lakers are out there just beating the drum of championship or bust. So that's going to be, you know, a portion of the conversation. Uh, Anthony Davis was asked about superstars not wanting to play with LeBron James. I think that's a worthwhile conversation that uh, I can make Harrison feel super duper awkward with. Uh, we <laughs> we can talk uh, about the the roster composition and J.R. Smith not being an option for the Lakers, I think there's some some progress being made there. So we're just kind of kind of jump around and and see where this show takes us. This is generally where we have the most fun, as evidenced by 
<laughs> the whatever that was that we just called an intro in cold open. Well, to be fair, that was a miscommunication. Sure, sure. Just like I mean, Applebee's. Like, Applebee's. Yeah. We are a miscommunication. Um, Applebee's. Oops. <laughs> yeah, right. My wife one time ordered a quesadilla hamburger, and I, I watched her order it, and I, I legitimately questioned if this was the same human being I, I signed up to spend the rest of my life with. Well, Applebee's. she's pregnant now, so please stop body shaming her. <laughs> no, this was well before that. Oh, sure. All it right. It was that, terrible, though. I think she had like three bites of it and said it was awful. I think Applebee's. at this point, Applebee's is going to have to pay us to <laughs> stop like saying mean things about them. This is our greatest sponsorship opportunity ever. Applebee's will say mean things about you until you pay us. <laughs> I like that slogan makes it seem as if the waiters like go there and shame you until you give them the money for the until meal. Until you tip them? That would be you know, their worst strategy. So. Yeah. Applebee's will pay you to stop being mean to us. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right, so let's start though with the you were you think it was actually I I, w- I had a fairly visceral response to the Lakers saying that they have championship or bust expectations, but that's more of like a generalized statement on my part. I just think it's a really dumb sentiment that like Derek Jeter and Kobe Bryant kind of plagued us with. But but you think that's an okay thing for them to an okay narrative for them to get behind. Yeah, I mean, and this is something that really that, – that was to me – there were a lot of big takeaways out of the weekend. This was the first kind of like four-day period or whatever that we've heard from almost every new addition to the Lakers and, and then Rob Palenka and Frank Vogel as well. And pretty much to a man, they were all talking about like title or bust. They weren't using the words title or bust, but they were all saying the team expects to win a championship this year. They expect to be – I think Palenka specifically said championship or Yeah, bust. well, Palenka's Kobe's former agent, so it was it wasn't – yeah, it wasn't exactly title or bust. I don't remember his exact. I think he called it a failure if they didn't win. Or he said it was not a success if they didn't win a championship, which is a very weird way to phrase it. But that's, you know, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's Polinka. Yeah. Um, so to me, this is a pretty understandable thing because, like, if you're a professional athlete and you're playing for one of these teams and you're in the conversation, no one's going to be there and just be like, well, it's an honor to be nominated, you know? Like, Everyone is going to say, I think that we can win a title and I'm going to be disappointed if they don't. Because once you're right there, it is disappointing if you don't. Like, even look at the Toronto Raptors last year. They weren't talking about, like, oh, it'd be nice just to be in contention for a title, even though no one really thought that they could realistically win. But Kawhi Leonard took it up another level in the playoffs. They got somewhat fortunate with injuries along the way, although they made their own luck by playing so well. And they did genuinely take it up another level. But it just goes to show, like, that's why these teams that are kind of in the conversation, even if you wouldn't necessarily consider them the favorite, all think that they could win a title. Because they – no one enters the season thinking about how everything's going to go wrong. They enter the season like, well, I think X, Y, and Z are going to go right for us. Like, I'm sure the Lakers probably fully expect – uh, you know, DeMarcus Cousins to be healthy and outperform his contract this year. They expect Danny Green to not have any age-related downturn. They expect LeBron James to be completely back to his normal self. Anthony Davis to prove that he's the best player in the world, like he keeps saying he is. And you know, you just go on down the line, and there are all these things that right these now. These are the July, same Lakers. These are the same Lakers, though, that expected to land Kawhi Leonard. Well, and they're the same Lakers that thought the meme team would work out. So they're still making progress, you know, and they're. <laughs> we'll get to J.R. Smith here in a bit. Here's my problem. (laughs) Here's my problem with like the championship or bust mentality. Like, do you think the Warriors look back on last year as a failure? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Why they got hurt? Like yeah, there's. I'm sure they th- I mean, I'm sure that they are like ah asterisk. This is what it feels like to shout that at another team. Well, right. But I don't. I don't. I think it's dumb. Like all of a sudden, the first athlete I, I remember. Agree. I agree. This is not me saying that this is how I look at things and how fans should necessarily look at things. I'm just saying that I understand why the teams themselves view it this way. But here's where, again, from like a PR standpoint, obviously you don't want to go out there and be like, well, you know, we put this roster together and fuck it. We'll give it a shot. We'll give it a shot. Right. Like that's, that's, we put this together. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Applebee's, we mix a Long Island iced tea with a margarita, because why not? <laughs> um, but, but, but yeah, like, I obviously understand that, you know, they, they're, they're, it's, it's a such thing, they're, a such thing exists where you go too far in the other direction, right? Where you, where you go so far as to say, like, well, you know, who knows? But I also think that, you know, the other end of the spectrum is just as damaging, where you say... Oh, yeah, it's championship or bust because from now on, that's all the fans are going to expect. You just threw that out there. You just failed to temper expectations. And in a season as wide open as this as this NBA season is, a team that has as many question marks as this team does, like, I don't know. I would say I think we have as good a shot as any other team out there to win a championship. Like, that's but isn't it. isn't that functionally the same thing as saying, no. like, if we don't win, I'll be disappointed? No, no, no. Because that... That leaves you the leeway there to 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 not win, because I you had as good a chance, and you know maybe a couple things didn't break your way, or or you know in, in Toronto's case everything broke literally broke their way, and like you know for for the Lakers if they if if LeBron tweaks his groin again then what is is the year now considered a failure because he got hurt again, like if Anthony Davis who you know for for a good chunk of the time that I've played fantasy basketball, like he was known as Anthony data Davis. Like that was, that's, that's who he was. And so like, if he misses a bunch of time and then the Lakers, you know, don't win a a playoff series or something like that. Like, is the, is that now all of a sudden a failure because he got hurt? Like I I, personally, I, it's just, this is just kind of my nature is you, you undersell expectations, then you outperform them. And I think here's where, where the Lakers are getting a little bit ahead of themselves and, and in an opportunity where they didn't have to set those expectations that high. I guess I kind of get what you're saying from uh, like a narrative management standpoint and then also from like a job security standpoint. Like right. if I was Rob Polinka, right. I would not be selling expectations <laughs> like that. Yeah. I would be, you know, I wouldn't be like, I, I, you know, if, if I was Rob Polinka and I was running an Applebee's, I wouldn't be like Applebee's. <laughs> It's the best. It's the best meal you're ever going to have. If we don't like, win like the, a Michelin like, star this year, <laughs> right? yeah, I, it would be like Applebee's. It's a whole new neighborhood. You know what does that even mean? No one knows. <laughs> That's their actual slogan. I just looked it up. Is it really? Show. Yeah, that is. It's a whole, a whole new, neighborhood. new neighborhood. So if I was Rob Polinka, I would have said, you know, it's a whole new Lakers. And you know what does that mean? No one yeah. knows. You can't be held to that. It's a whole new Lakers. It is, um, and it literally is. It's a different era in Lakers basketball. So, the if I was, Davis yeah, so it's true, and it also doesn't mean anything, which yeah. means that it's great PR speak. But Perfect. it also, like, like I'm not Rob Palenka, and like, like I don't know that they're going out there, and especially not the players are not going out there and saying this to preserve, preserve job security. They're just talking like confident, professional, like competitive athletes. Yeah, and, and, and they are they are a lot more confident 
in what they do than you and I are in what we do. So yeah, that, that's, that's the other thing is there's like there's almost like how many guys play in the NBA, in the NBA? There's like 400 or so that are on like an NBA level out of the entire planet. Yeah, that's a lot more valuable than you know like bloggers and people like us. Like we how cannot relate to the level of self assuredness that it takes to even get on the fringes of that. John level. Ness, don't listen to this conversation. Like even Troy Daniels today. Hmm? Well, even like Troy Daniels was talking about <laughs> like championship bust and how like the, the team he that should be the expectations for this team. And Troy Daniels is not anyone that anyone looks at and they're like, wow, that's the best basketball player on the planet. But he is literally one of the one of, one of the top couple hundred basketball players on the planet. And you don't get to that point without having that level of confidence. And I think that that's why I kind of understand this, even if it isn't necessarily what I'd go out and say, I think that this is like, we shouldn't really get upset about them. About oh, I'm not this, upset. Right? I, yeah, I don't, I'm not saying you are upset. Like no yeah. one should be upset. No one should, you shouldn't also necessarily like mirror those expectations yourself. You know what I mean? Like, this is what we should expect them mm-hmm. to say because they're in the conversation. You have to kind of take it with the oh. context of these people are going to be really, really confident. And that's how it is. And they're they're in the conversation. So I thought I thought, I thought you meant it that, like, we can't really hold them to that standard. But I, I, I literally think we can. I think fans literally can hold them to that expectation. They set the expectation. Therefore, you should set like if you buy a Mercedes Benz, right? They say it's not their slogan, something prestigious, right? And and you buy into that brand and you pay all that extra for that for that uh, emblem on the front of your car. And, you know, if that car breaks down as you're driving off the lot, you that car didn't live up to Mercedes Benz's own expectations. And like if the yeah, Lakers, if not winning a title breaking down as you're driving. Off, I mean, maybe maybe it only last 10 years instead of 15. I feel like that's more similar. Well, I mean, to... it depends. It depends on how the season goes, right? Like if, if, if they don't make it to the Western conference finals, that is that, is that how far short of title or bust is that right? Like I, th- I think it depends on, I think it depends on where they are in the bracket. Uh, maybe, but here we are, but this is, this is kind of my point, right? Is that you and I are tempering their expectations to the nth degree better than they tempered it themselves. And like I just don't you think and I you and I like, have that's paid not a, the players or the that's not the players or like management's job, I don't think, to temper expectations. Who, like unless they're be? trying to preserve I, I think that is, I guess, like I, I would say the PR department's job, that's like the media relations, whatever okay, that like but, that's their job to deal with with how that stuff is perceived like maybe maybe rob polinka is the only one to me that you can say like he should be concerning himself with that because it literally is like his job security on yeah. the line you know what i mean like a general manager mm-hmm. entering the last year of their deal would not be like well title or bust you know mm-hmm. what i mean they'd You're be right. like we think that we can get to the playoffs and maybe make some noise you know what i mean like yeah. you, that's when you set expectations low rob polinka as we've seen by them not hiring anyone over him, has about as bulletproof of job security as you can have in the NBA at this point in a general manager role. And so, like, of course he's confident. Of course he's going to be off the cuff and talk about and try and get people excited. Like, I think the other thing, too, is part of that is, like, we're talking about narrative management in terms of down the road, but part of this is, like, this is pushing back on the idea that they're screwed because they missed out on Kawhi. It's like, no, this team's still really yeah, good. This there's team's value still there. Win a title. There is value in that. And, and we're reminding people that this offseason is not a catastrophic failure. Like, it is not what they set out to do. It was not their plan A, but it's also not a disaster. 
Right. Well, and and you know, I would hope that a that a team that fell short the way that the Lakers did would understand that's why you temper expectations in the first place. You know, it's like well, to be fair, they didn't go out and say we're going to sign Kawhi Leonard. They said we are going to try and sign Kawhi Leonard. We are no, we are. I think it was. I mean, he's not there anymore. But Magic said like we're going to walk away from from off seasons with with two free agents and the young core. Oh well. It's, oh, so did you not listen to Rob's whole remark? I did. Yeah, well, Matt. First I, of all, Magic I try never not said to listen to Rob Polinka. Huh? First of all, Magic never said the young core or anything about them. Magic said get two stars, and we always took that to me. Like he said, bring in two stars, and that was like after LeBron came and I think whatever. He said so, like, in free agency, though. Like he specified. I don't think he ever specified, but it was from the context. It was clear, like in free agency or whatever. Yeah, and like. The th- or he was saying like to bring in another star to like build in like with their max. Yeah, no, you're right. It was kind of hinted at as free agency because he was saying like bring in another star to help LeBron and this young court. Like there was stuff along those lines. Right. But so you were right, actually, now mm-hmm. that I'm thinking about it. And like Rob Polinka went up there and in an expert and deft move of narrative management when he was thanking, you know, everyone he's ever met for them <laughs> acquiring Anthony yeah. Davis. Like one of the people was Magic Johnson. And he said, like, he wanted to thank Magic for setting the vision of acquiring two stars and that he felt like that box was checked today. And it's like, OK, we're just going to ignore the fact that you got the second star by giving up literally everything else on your <laughs> roster. And right. Use the cap space to sign more role play. Like. <laughs> That's narrative management. If we want to talk about like them tempering expectations or you know setting expectations for themselves, that was as good of a job as anything because most people are just going to gloss over that and they're going to be like, you know what, you're right. They got two stars. I'd I'd argue I'd take it a step further and I'd say it was Palenka going out there like, hey, Magic set the bar this high and I actually lived up to it. That other loser oh, over there. That's, that's probably part. Of it. Although Magic, you know, it was a very heartfelt moment. He tweeted like, thank you, Rob Palenka, for mentioning me in your speech. So. <laughs> so childish all around <laughs> we live in the dumbest world we do we do if like if we were in the spider-verse every other universe is looking at us like what the hell happened there well every other universe is like running in like 30 frames per second and ours is like it's like 12 yeah. and black and white <laughs> exactly uh all right so let's i i don't think there is going to be any kind of overarching sentiment or reaction to that there are going to be a lot of people who really like that they set that kind of expectation and there's going to be a lot of people who are going to yell at, at me especially for for saying that i think it was dumb to set that well, so i think th- to set this conversation I-, I think we should probably both say where we think the lakers are in the championship conversation like wh- where would you put them if-, if this is such a you know a faux pas of to say that they're like that it's title or bust like where would you put them among the title like who who do you think has a better chance to win the title than them i think man it's tough there is there is no team out there that i think is bar none the favorite heading into next I, year. I think to me it's the clippers but honestly no. it's only by hair i really don't think that it's by that much because i think that you have very real health questions about paul george and also Kawhi who's going to create cool. shots for anybody else on that roster lou williams <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> we'll how dare how... you disrespect Avica Zubats <laughs> we'll see how that goes uh but yeah I, I think every team out there has legitimate questions like you, we, well, we just talk... so why not save title you should have just as good of a chance as anyone that's what I'm saying that's so what... that kind of that... makes it a bust if you don't win it to me no no because again like that because the, of, the uncertainty like... there leads to leads to the fact that other stuff might happen but as soon as you say championship that, or bust, 
That's it. Like Which, semantically fair, speaking, never, there's no loopholes. They never exactly there. said that. Well, I think Polinka specifically did. He did say, well, yeah, that it wouldn't be a success if they didn't, which is, again, the weirdest way to say that. But <laughs> Which is Polinka. But, yeah, I, all right. Yeah. So to answer your question, I think the Lakers are – all right. So I would put the Clippers ahead of them. I would put Philly and Milwaukee ahead of them. And then I would have the Lakers in that jumble with, like, Denver. You have Philly and, ahead of them? I don't, I'm not in love with Philly. Well, they're just—they're going to have such an easier path to get there. Like the the West is going to be such a freaking. Yeah, I guess Philly will have an easier path to get there. Yeah, uh, I, I honestly though, I I don't see them beating Milwaukee. Eh, we'll see. Milwaukee's really going to miss Malcolm Brogdon. Huge. Well, miss. and I guess Milwaukee, like uh, you know, the Sixers acquired the Giannis stopper in uh, Al Horford. So. There you go. There you yeah. go. So I mean, maybe they can make it a battle. I just I'm not totally sold on the Sixers core four that they have now. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Lakers definitely would have a shot to beat them. Yeah, I, I think so I mean, too. Any time that you can get the other team to play four on five on offense by just yelling at Ben Simmons to shoot it, <laughs> he's a coward. <laughs> I wish the Lakers still had Ron Artest because he'd be crazy enough to scream at him like just nonstop, shoot the ball. I would love to have heard like a mic'd up segment uncensored of just what Kobe would have said to Ben Simmons oh out God. on the court. Dude. <laughs> Simmons would be in the fetal position by the end of that game. By the That's end of that I'm quarter. Sure. Each position. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would say, but yeah, I would say I give the Lakers about a, uh, about like a 15% chance of getting out of the West. And then when they, if they were to get out of the West, I would probably make them the favorites against just about anybody they face. Maybe. Yeah. And so that's a good chance at a title. Like I, I think it is. I'm okay not saying it isn't a good chance at a title. I just take be, issue with the, the would you sentiment. Be disa- would you be disappointed if they didn't win this year? Well, it depends on what not winning looks like. Like okay, I, so I, if they if they get if they make they it, don't win, where yeah. you're not feeling disappointed at the yeah, end. Yeah, if they get to like the Western Conference Finals and they lose in like seven games because I don't know Kawhi hits another seven bounce jumper, then yeah, I'd be like, like it just wasn't meant to be. I but think that, that you would record a podcast that night talking about how this Lakers era was a waste and Anthony Davis was going to leave. I I don't think I would. <laughs> I would hope I don't, but but no, I don't think I would. I, you would, I you would consider that a failure. You would be disappointed. Huh? You would be disappointed with that I, I outcome. Think, I mean, I personally, like, you know, that that's a week earlier vacation for me. But um, <laughs> I, I, Two. I think most people would be disappointed. And most Lakers fans are going to be disappointed if they don't win a title next year because they have a chance. Everybody wants them to win a title. Right, but but I guess it depends to what scale you're saying disappointed. It would yeah, be yeah, and that that that's it would be a it, it would be a bummer. That. Like it would be I, I I wouldn't be sitting there cheering like hey way to go everybody you know. But I would still I would still say it was a successful season overall because think of where the Lakers are coming from. The Lakers have gone from 17 wins like four seasons ago to now all of a sudden they're on the verge of championship contention. Like that in and of itself, that progress right there. Is a success in and of itself. Now, whether or yeah, not but they... people aren't going to feel that way in the moment. Like maybe a couple weeks later, you'll look back and you'll be like, you know, that was a pretty good season. But especially here, where they have a chance to get banner number seventeen, you yeah. know what I mean? I don't like to be that guy 
But I, I think everyone would be disappointed if they didn't win a title this year, unless it was like, you know, like the first game and like, God forbid, but like, no, like don't say it. Don't, like, just, don't, we don't okay, have to say it. Okay, I won't even say it. We won't but even say it. Something really bad were to happen. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then I think people would be, they'd be disappointed then. And then it would kind of, by the end of the season, it'd be like, okay, at least it's over. But if they're healthy and they head into the playoffs and all of that, I, I think anyone would be disappointed if they didn't win a title because that's just the nature of fandom. And that's the nature of being a part of the team. That was, that was so my favorite a little background on this my favorite lakers season really of all time uh was that was it was it 808 i think it was 08 yeah it was 08 when they lost to boston in the uh championship series when when bynum got hurt and and kobe started the year by demanding a trade and then and then he was saying he was open to playing on pluto and then he wasn't open to playing on pluto and 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 all these things were going on uh it, you know, and then miraculously they trade for Powell. They get into the finals, and you know it winds up they wind up coming up short because they didn't have Andrew Bynum. I believe Trevor Reza also got hurt that year, uh, and and then yes, he did. And so you know, but they they still found a way to compete. And given where the season started at the beginning of it to where they wound up at the end of it, that was a phenomenal year. That was an incredible run. Now this year, this this year's team is heading into next year with higher expectations than, yes. than that year's team, and that's worth pointing out too. But it just kind of goes to show that like the, not all the most successful, you know, quote unquote successful seasons in NBA history have had anything to do with winning a title. That but team didn't I'm win one. They, they, I know. I can tell you for a fact that back when I was like, you know, just like I was just a fan watching this stuff. I wasn't covering any yeah. of it or anything. Like, I can tell you, I enjoyed the whole, the next season a whole lot more. Maybe, and I was. But I, I, was I think, I think, I think that, I think that that. But that that season that they, you know, that you enjoyed more, uh, and then and then eventually the the season that they beat the Celtics the year after that was even more fun because they did get their asses kicked in that series two years prior. Like yeah, they, I guess that's have, that's true. You have to you have to go through the, the 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 crappy situations in life to really enjoy the the good ones. And I think here, Anthony, I would say that Lakers fans have went through plenty of crappy situations at this point yeah, to be able the last to enjoy seven this years. Month. It's just been one <laughs> giant meal at Applebee's. Yeah, <laughs> Applebee's. We're basically like the Lakers lottery year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so let's take a quick second. Uh, pay a couple bills, and then when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna pick up this conversation uh, somewhere. We'll see where it takes us. And we're back. Hi to all the kind folks over there at Applebee's. This has been a lot of fun. Just roasting <laughs> you guys, roasting Applebee's in ways Applebee's has never been able to roast actual food has been really really good. Well, um, to be fair, you I think you ordered your steak undercooked there. So I didn't even get a steak. You think I would order a steak from Applebee's? I don't remember what you ordered, no, honestly. I ordered, I like, ordered appetizers because like you can't screw those up. They come pre-frozen. Um mm. so let's let's start here. Or not start here, pick up from here. One note that you made uh after you because you attended the press conference, right? I did. So you, uh, one note that you made as as part of of coming back and and talking to me about it, both off the air and then like when I'm pre- preparing to write for this stuff, and then in the article that you wrote in which you uh, spent a, a, an entire sentence writing about a bumblebee, which was kind of nice. I actually read that. Um, Wait, a bumblebee? What did I write about a bumblebee? Yeah, he had like a necklace. He had like a bumblebee necklace. I don't think I wrote that. Oh well, 
I read somebody who's, who mentioned a chain with a bumblebee emblem on it. Anyway. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. But anyway. Uh, but so you and I, uh, one of the points that you wanted to bring up here was how this feels like the closest a player has, the, the closest situation a player has had to standing on equal footing, organizationally speaking, with LeBron James. Uh, and, and, and how much input Anthony Davis appears to have had in, in building this roster throughout the building of this roster. I think that's fascinating. I think it's a really cool topic to to figure out and flesh out here. So I'll, I'll give you the opportunity to in, intro it further. Well, I don't know. I'm a little dispirited now because you told me that you read something I wrote. And then you're like, <laughs> haha, just kidding. It was a better writer. Um, so, ouch, first of all. And second of all, like that is not how the Lakers are talking about Anthony Davis and comparing him to LeBron, which uh-huh. is kind of an interesting thing. And it's an interesting change because last year, I think it was really clear to anyone even paying close attention whatsoever or even not paying that close of attention that LeBron James existed in a different stratosphere than the rest of the team. He was talked about in a different way. He was talked about as like a partner, as a this and that and whatever. Whereas like all the other guys were like, it was LeBron and the Lakers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas now it is LeBron and Anthony Davis and the Lakers. And like, I, I think that this has been, it stuck out in a couple of ways. It's like, it's the semantics of the way that they go about describing both of them, where Palinka is very clearly going out of his way to talk about Anthony Davis as the most skilled young player in the game and the best young player in the game or the most well-rounded big man in the game. And so they're giving him all these superlatives that at the same time, they don't really detract from LeBron, but it's like, you guys are both the best. And, it, but it's in a way that's making it seem a little bit more genuine, like they actually view them on equal footing. Yeah. And then there's also just the fact of them kind of putting their money where their mouth is and talking about Davis as, as someone that as a partner, like Frank Vogel talked about him and LeBron as partners and guys that he was going to work with and, uh, and stuff like that. And then uh, Rob Polinka was talking about how, freely admitting that he had Anthony Davis on the, that he was conference calling with Anthony Davis and LeBron on like an hourly basis during free agency and running by both of them. How is this money going to be used and all that stuff? And it was kind of tied back to like, he was saying that he didn't want Anthony Davis to feel like his trade kicker had went to waste. He wanted him to feel like that extra money that he gave the Lakers was going to be used that he approved of, which makes sense. But at the same time, you know, like Troy Daniels was talking about today that Anthony Davis and Rob Palinka, he did not mention LeBron, but he said those two were on speakerphone, were on conference call with him, telling him that they wanted him to be one of this army of shooters that were trying to assemble. And so I think that we're we're just seeing all of these signs that and Rob Palinka calling him a pillar of the franchise for years. Yep. On all of this stuff, like they're talking about him in the way that you talk about a franchise cornerstone. And so it became very clear to me that this is something where they see both of these guys as on equal footing and as well they should. That Anthony Davis, maybe they should even be talking about him above. This is a guy that they have to recruit back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so they have to make him feel. And it's just an interesting dynamic because LeBron has never really played with a guy like that before because even Kyrie Irving was locked in on his extension literally like like days I think before LeBron agreed to come back to Cleveland so there was never this like with the Cavaliers this we have to talk about Kyrie in the same way and that maybe that's part of why he forced his way to Boston or we have to allow Kyrie these same kind of opportunities with Wade and LeBron in Miami it's kind of different because Wade was already a legend and like a franchise cornerstone there before LeBron got there and then also 
Miami just doesn't really deal with like players dictating things, you know, like yeah. for better or worse, like that lost them Wade at one point and they had to come back and do like the makeup farewell tour kind of thing. Um, so anyway, that, that's just something that really stuck out to me is that these are kind of co-franchise players at this point. So before we go further, I'm just going to read from somebody's article a, a graph. Davis was front and center for his introductory press conference, a seven-footer in a dark blue suit with a bedazzled bumblebee drawing every eye in the gym. You want to know who wrote that, Harrison? Oh, that was me. Now that you read it out loud. See that? Yeah. All right. You read my article. Okay. So see, now I am on equal footing once again with uh, someone else in this podcast franchise. I guess you. I don't know. This Mm. analogy doesn't work anymore. I'm sorry. I I should have believed you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm I'm a superstar, man. There's... Yeah, you you read one whole piece over the weekend. Good job. <laughs> and actually, I don't think I got too much further than that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, to get back to the point though, with with Davis and LeBron, I think it's 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 important to note how much the Lakers have on the line here, right? Because the Lakers, like, if there's one thing, if there's one outcome that the Lakers cannot have happen here, it is losing Anthony Davis at season's end. That would cripple the franchise for the foreseeable future. For, oh yeah, for it would it would be over. Like that would be really bad. Yeah, and so as 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 a result, uh, they I would imagine have spoken to LeBron James about like, all right, so we know how you have usually had it before, but we are really we really have to keep Anthony Davis in L.A. as a Laker for at least another contract. I would imagine. And, at, you know, I, I think that kind of while I agree with all the points you're making and I agree that it's super fascinating, that's the disclaimer we have to make here as far as how much the Lakers have invested in making sure that Anthony Davis sticks around. Because, you know, and maybe and, and the irony here is that Rob Palenka is Kobe's agent, but, you know, the Lakers didn't show that same investment in Dwight Howard. Like they when when Dwight Howard was asking them to to. Uh, or, or, or when Kobe was was walking into the what was it uh, media day, and Dwight Howard was on the team, and Steve Nash was on the team, and I think th- yeah they still had Powell, and they had the super team that super team that looked like the perfect team on paper. I still maintain that if Steve Nash doesn't get his leg broken by Damian Lillard, they wind up doing a lot better than the Dwight Mayer season that was. But you know Kobe made no. He he did not beat around the bush whatsoever when he walked into media day and he said, no, 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 we can talk about, you know, beta stars and, and whatever, but I'm the alpha. This is still my team. And <laughs> that's just how these, these things are going to go. And that I and think through his like full cup of like Coke at Dwight Howard. I thought it was really rude, yeah. honestly. And but it set the tone for the season. That's, it, that last part is not true. And specifically for Dwight's surgically me. repaired back, which was, yeah. I thought, way <laughs> over the top. Yeah, I mean, that was a little much. on <laughs> But yeah, I, I think it is funny to, to, to kind of compare those two situations where I think the Lakers kind of let Kobe manufacture and, and, and maintain that narrative a little too strongly. And I think it probably isolated Dwight from, from how things went. Now, 
Laker fans. We've seen the opposite from LeBron so far. He he yeah. stood in the back and supported for Anthony Davis yep. during his press conference. He even let Same for uh, Frank Davis Vogels. involuntarily put him on the Lakers Snapchat when he wasn't expecting it and yeah. like didn't have him killed. So that was really nice. Um, and you know he we saw that he was willing to give Davis his number twenty three. And yeah. uh, you know that didn't work out because Nike you know there were like rules and whatever. But yeah. like you know he he has tried to show deference to Anthony Davis as well. Do you think this has anything to do with – I mean like I just finished writing this article about how superstars have been a little wary of playing alongside LeBron. And, and, and I think for some legitimate reasons. Do you think he's heard any of that stuff or do you think this is just – Well, we know he's heard it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean as far as is that affecting the way that he's right. being with right. Anthony Davis. We know Davis. he's heard it, but do you think yeah. it's, it's, it's like the reason he's doing this stuff? I mean, I don't think I think it's fair to say that maybe it's a little bit of a factor, but it was always it was pretty clear already that they were close and that they were friendly. You know, yeah. I think LeBron has had this recruitment a little bit in the works since uh, since the 2012 Olympic Games in, uh, yeah. in in the UK. And so, you know, I think when this Davis is was like, a water boy, right? <laughs> that's how that's how Davis himself, described himself. He called himself a towel waiver. And then I, <laughs> Frank Vogel. Doing everything he can to just get on everyone's good graces, just like jumps in and he's like, Well, if you're a towel waiver, they were misusing him at you. And Davis kind of looks at him like, I was 18. And like, God Frank bless Frank like, I don't care how old you were. I would have played you as many minutes as you wanted. Exactly. No more. Not. He didn't actually say that, but like I, Frank Vogel, like, you know, just with the, with, with the dad jokes, trying to endear himself to his franchise yeah. star, going to be one of my favorite like, storylines of the season. I can already please tell. Please don't fire me. <laughs> like, these, like at the end of that joke, do you think he was just like, Rob, please don't fire me. Jason, don't take a, over. He's going to be in like a press conference on media day and just be like, yeah, you know, me and my buddy LeBron, LeBron and I, close personal friends. I know. Can you believe it? He's such a nice guy. And <laughs> you know, LeBron actually uh, volunteered number twenty three to me. Uh, yeah. He was going to stitch number twenty three on the back of my suit. It was the nicest thing. It was really, really nice. But you know, unfortunately, Nike doesn't make my suits, so we can't actually do that. Frank, can you imagine if Frank Vogel he started showing up to Laker games in like a LeBron jersey? <laughs> over his suit it's like it's still dress code i'm wearing a suit yeah i'm 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 ashamed to say this but i've worn the jersey over the dress shirt before really yeah that was a thing that i did one time like after work or something yeah i was coming from work and we were just going to the game from there and i forgot to uh i think that's fair like that's you know like that's a that's i have a job move i think that's acceptable if you actually have a job if you just show up like that then i think that's a little bit unacceptable but if you're coming straight from work i think that i think that plays yeah all right well then i all right thank you i'm glad we settled that on uh on the lake show fashion police (laughs) hey it was something that was in the back of my mind is something that i did wrong once upon a time so I, i appreciate that no, you're I'll, welcome. I mean, you, you could go back and read your Applebee's. Now. I mean, huh? you can wear anything there. But <laughs> I was general manager of Applebee's at the time, okay? And for some reason, they had me wearing full-on suits. <laughs> they fired you, and this is where the bitterness comes from. I'm finding this out. <laughs> I would never work in the food industry. I would not last. Um, all right, so let's let's wrap this thing up. We talked about the expectations. We talked about where we think the expectations should be. Uh, we talked about LeBron and, and Anthony Davis's relationship, and I think the other thing too to keep in mind here is is how different the relationship is across. You know, when when the two guys are in the same agency, 
those that's as close to a, a quote unquote family as, as NBA players are going to have. You see Absolutely. that. You see that a lot with with or we saw that a lot last year with KCP and LeBron. I think that's something to point out as well there. It's a the fa- previous Lakers big two. We're going to find out like real quick if KCP feels disrespected <laughs> when Danny Green is starting over him. Yeah. Uh, but all right. So so we've we've talked about our expectations for him. Let's end here. Is Anthony Davis and LeBron James the best duo in the NBA? Yeah, the debate was settled by the NBA 2K oh, tweet. good. Good. I'm glad we, <laughs> glad we hashed that out. Again, anytime somebody tries to argue that with you, you just send them that tweet. Debate settled. I can't. It's over. <laughs> I can't wait for, like, some random Clipper fan to get really angry. Like just, I'm, gonna, I'm seriously, I bookmarked that tweet. I'm going to respond to it, like to everyone that tries to debate. I've been responding to it already today in my mentions. No, People you are like, well, like, yes, I have. I already did it. Oh, my God, Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> you just copy and paste. You got to screen grab it because eventually they're going to be like, why is this random person who actually covers the Lakers? What's funny is they're probably getting not- – I'm verified, so they're probably getting good, yeah. going to get notifications for that. Yeah. Like, Sorry, NBA 2K social media manager. That's <laughs> my bad. Harrison, you're a monster. All right, that'll do it for this episode and this week's episode of The Lake Show here on the Silver Screen and Roll podcast feed. Thank you very much for those of you who have tuned in. Make sure you guys c- continue to hit that subscribe button. Tell your friends about the show and about the rest of the channel. We have some, we've had some really good shows uh, to this point. We handled the entire offseason that was. And we will uh, continue to find new and fun things to talk about as we go through the rest of this summer and get us ready for October. Uh, If you guys have questions or comments, leave them in the form of a five-star review there on iTunes. Just like Locked on Lakers, I'll try to get those as well. Um, And just, you know, let us know what you like. Leave us a review. Just be like the Lake Show. At least it's not Applebee's. Five stars. Exactly. That was the last people I was going to thank here is thank you very much to Applebee's for, you know, existing. Involuntarily Uh, sponsoring this show. We don't know how much longer you guys have as a corporate entity, but but we it's been a it's been a ride to this point. It has been a good one, but it's been a ride to this point. I'm sorry we dunked on you so hard. (laughs) I'm not really that sorry. I'm not. I'm not at all.